The Fade You Podcast is a sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degenerate or you're just looking for a little action, we are so glad you're here and checking out our show, whether you're brand new or you've been with us for a while. Enjoy the show. Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, moms and dads? You are listening to the latest episode of the Fade You podcast, recording on Tuesday, August 29th. Rare Tuesday show because somebody's got back to school night tomorrow night. Sucks to be that person. But irregardless, this is our final show before September, and September means football. Thank fuck. On today's show, we are concluding our 2023 NFL preview series. Starting next week, we will be on our regular schedule with weekly previews, weekly recaps. So we are all looking forward to that. If you missed our last few shows, our other NFL previews, go back and check those out. We talked underrated teams. We talked overrated teams. And today we're going to wrap it all up. But most importantly, make sure you are subscribed to the pod and you're following us on fucking X at Fade You Sports. If you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to try to pump that up this season and give us a like there as well. All right, my name's Matt. Chris is here. Joe is here. Chris, how was uh, how was Boston, Dad? Boston was good, man. People are good. The uh, We took the home dog, Red Sox, and they knocked them off the game that we went to. And then, you know, that was the first night of, of college, so week zero. That was fun. We uh, we hammered some bets. Hawaii got in the back door there. Uh, they covered the 17. They were down like 19 or 20, and then the Rainbow Warriors pulled out a couple touchdowns for the dad, so that was good. <clears throat> Joe's here. Joe, how you been? It's it's good to have you. That you're. We got you on a week where you're not traveling, so I don't know if we're going to get you every week this season, but it's good to have you here, Dad. Yeah, if we we plan. Well, I'll plan a little bit better going forward. I just this this past couple of weeks have been hectic and all that bullshit, and still you know sort of recovering from that Las Vegas excursion we had. Uh, and then yeah, just <laughs> all over the goddamn some, West Coast, and here I am. That some of us had, unfortunately. That's a yeah. That would have been cool to see you there, Matt. Jesus, yeah. Tell we'll tell the hurricanes to stay away. For the West Coast next time, <laughs> that'd be yeah. That's Mitch's nice. fucking. That's Mitch's job. You can take care of those. Yeah, uh, leave those over there where they belong. So, uh, all right. Uh, shout out Joey Cheese for coming on last week and doing a great job. Uh, shout out Kmart who is hopefully safely driving back from Arizona, not in a hurricane right now. So we'll get Kmart back next week. But for this one tonight, we had to have another guest on to wrap up our NFL preview and, and talk some more football with us. So. Uh, it's Hollywood Mitch. He's on X. We're going to start calling I'm getting in the habit of calling it X. It's weird, but I, I think I got the hang of it's it. A tough transition. At Mitch Hollywood on X. And Mitch, I got to tell you, man, I was checking out your, your feed, and I looked at the pinned tweet, and I saw the Super Bowl handicap that you have pinned there. And congratulations, by the way. I hope you won a fuck ton. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I, I listened to it, and I'm like, God damn, this is smarter than anything I've ever heard Chris say. So you're already good in my book. So, Joe, how, how did you get? How did how did Hollywood Mitch get on your radar, and and how excited are we to have him here today? 
Super stoked, dude. Mitch has been my boy for like probably like two years. The fade you OGs remember the daily degen. And oh, uh, yeah. I would tag somebody in some shit. And I just randomly found Mitch on Twitter, posted a fucking play. And I was like, I'm going to take his play and give him credit for it. I, fuck, I don't remember what it was. I mean, this was two years ago. But ever since then, we've always interacted. And uh, he talks to our mom a lot, too. So gotta, I'm happy to have him on the pod finally. We've been trying to get trying to get him on for a little bit. But yeah, super stoked to have him. Shout out, mom. Shout out Viva Seltzer in the back there, Joe. Well done. Always, I do like Viva Seltzer. Tequila Seltzers. I've seen those. They seem like they're trending up right now. Have you well, had one, Mitch? Fuck. Yeah, man. yeah, I have had one. My buddy... Uh, Drew Martin lives down here in uh, Fort Lauderdale. We went out uh, one time. We went to the Boca Raton Bowl. He was like, yeah, you ever had a Viva? I was like, no, no. He's like, bro, I guess he's uh, kind of involved with them. And they're fun. They're fun. I mean, I'm a huge yeah. tequila guy. Like, when I'm drinking, that's, like, my go-to. So throwing it in the seltzer is, you know, the best. I was, I was absolutely toasted with uh, Drew at the uh, Circus Swim last weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Knocking down a few Vivas, no doubt. Mitch, what's the best flavor? That's I know that's heavily debated around the uh the circles on X. What's the best uh Viva flavor? You know, I've had them twice. I think I had like a pineapple-y one. Is that it? Is that one of them? The one Joe has behind him is like elderberry, and then I think there's like a watermelon and something else. I, I definitely know. had the watermelon one. I thought that one was pretty solid. Who cares? Just drink it. We're drinking <laughs> for effect, not taste, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's, that's a fair point, Joe. That's a fair point. That could be the motto of the show right there. Who cares? Just drink it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Hey, we should get Chris, we should get that on a shirt. Yes. Hit up CT. We need the sponsor. I drink, I drink for effect, not taste. Yeah. Good shit, Joe. <clears throat> Yeah, we are sponsored by absolutely no one going into the 2023 <laughs> season. So we are free agents and uh, open to quite literally anything. Uh, we wouldn't care. So uh, hit us up. Hit up somebody. Get us some sponsors. Get us some some cool shit. And uh, we can promote, I think. Right, Dads? Absolutely. We guess we could do our best. A lot of the affiliate stuff, too. You can sometimes just shoot them a message and they will give you stuff just to have stuff. And, like, you know, obviously if it converts to sales, they sometimes get you commissions on it. Like, if there's a brand you guys are passionate about, a lot of these places have those sort of systems set up. Right. It doesn't I even think... have to work. Just send us shit. It could be like Trey Lance and not work, and we'll, we'll yeah. try to do our best we'll with just it. just leave it there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this Viva thing has been in, like, the last – every podcast like the past year and i've been like hey ct figure this out buddy you cocksucker <laughs> all right you're muted chris you're muted uh drew martin he's gonna come on i know he was black when we talked to him joe but he said he's down let's go i've heard that before way. i was kind of mean to him i apologize drew if you if you do hear this but yeah i was mean to him when i was several deep in the pool and uh, yeah, I felt kind of bad, but yeah, hopefully he comes on. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to look forward to this football season, and uh, I think it's time we talk some NFL here. So, last few shows we've we've really covered a lot of ground. We talked about teams that we think could be undervalued this season, whether it's in a win total, whether it's in a division, uh, whether it's Week One or a certain spot plays. We've talked about teams that may be overvalued, and 
there's a few teams we left out, so we'll see if we touch on any of those. But uh, Mitch, let's let's let you get us fired up here. For sure. Any for teams sure. on your radar for for either reason that you think are either underrated or maybe overrated? Yeah. Who's got so, your interest here heading into the season? I think something to just factor in when you're thinking, especially futures, big picture stuff. It's the AFC is just such a different beast from the NFC, obviously. And I think that opens the door for teams that were potentially mediocre or are, are mediocre, but maybe improved in a spot here or there to really take over. I mean, in the NFC, it's really kind of after San Francisco and Philadelphia, like the door is wide open. And so something I saw that makes a lot of sense is I'm, I'm talking myself more into it as days pass, but I'm really high on the New Orleans Saints this year. I think they have a lot of good pieces. The defense is solid. I mean, the receiving core is strong. Thomas is going to play there. I People hate Derek Carr. They hate on this guy. I think he's pretty talented. I think he's a playmaker. He's a gamer. Maybe he's not like a rocket scientist back there at quarterback, but he gives you a shot to win. He's a veteran, and he's going to be playing in a very – shit division i mean you know he's been there longer than all those guys the bucks are potentially one of the worst teams in football carolina's got some parts to be excited about going ahead but they're obviously like a year or two behind where new orleans is right now and you know atlanta i have no faith in kind of not particularly talented in any spot so you look at just their division record as a whole you know you're talking futures where they could potentially be in the playoffs there's a good shot. New Orleans potentially wins five games in that division. They could even sweep it. And, you know, when you get all those wins, then you get stacked up in the playoff seating. They could be the one seed. You know, obviously, Philadelphia had a really easy schedule last year. So that's just not going to be the way this year. They're going to play some tougher games. They're going to regress a little bit in terms of wins. San Francisco, a little different. But, you know, obviously, they're going to play in a tougher division. I mean, the NFC West isn't great, but there are competitive games there and i think that san francisco plays the i want to say afc north as their afc conference so that's a tough conference too so just big point though i think new orleans gets a lot of wins in the division i think they play like two relatively good quarterbacks all season i know they talked about like last year Derek carr was in the gauntlet playing you know in the afc west it's going to be a lot easier for him he's got a support system he's going up against inferior guys i think just we're thinking like light future play i don't really have a great feel on their win total but like potentially if you kind of want to throw a, a dart that's got some life i think uh new orleans to win the nfc is definitely possible well yeah these two dads in this uh chat right here may or may not have had a bet that hasn't I know what been you're gonna off what you guys got <laughs> on the saints last year uh, so this this is probably karma biting me in the ass but a year ago when we were in Vegas, uh, blacked out in the Superbook. I don't even know how this started. I think Turtle Sports was there. Shout out to Finky and Kyle. Yeah, they were. Chris and I started talking, and and I don't know how we got on this, but I said, I, I said I think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. Dennis said they had a lot of continuity coming back. Dennis Allen was the D coordinator, promoted to head coach. I love Jameis. Like a lot of people, we've got some friends of the show who love Jameis. I know Jameis guy. Big Jameis fan. And so I bet Chris around a golf that the Saints would make the playoffs. And he took no. And the Saints proceeded to start Andy Dalton for most of their games, which didn't see that one coming. 
And so when you started talking about the Saints, I said, I know somebody's going to bring up this fucking bet and this yep. side bet I had with Chris last year. So, but no, Mitch, oh, as you're talking, is it crazy? Like we talked about Falcons on our show a couple weeks ago. I think Kmart was, was talking them up and I kind of talked up the Panthers a little bit and maybe we are overthinking it. Maybe this is just the Saints with one of the easiest schedules anybody's ever seen. Is it crazy mm. to think they could be the one seed in the NFC? Oh, no, no. And that's actually a, that's a market I wish some books would put up is you obviously could price it, but like to be the one seed, so have like the best, you know, record in the regular season, be the one seed there. Cause you probably get like a healthy amount of plus money on the Saints there. And it just makes sense. Same thing with the Jags. I mean, all the Jags are going to play a tougher, you know, conference schedule. Still, if yeah. like they go with, like six and zero in the AFC South, they have that like fluff over all these other conferences that are gonna inevitably beat up on each other. So I think that's like a definitely compelling idea. And you know, I, you guys have been to New Orleans before. I would go to the Superdome, yes. anything like that. I have. I went to that uh, forty-eight, forty-six Niners and Saints game like four years ago. Oh my god, Electric yeah. City. It's a great. It's a great place to visit. Everyone's oh, so friendly there so, too. Oh, like, happy to see you. Like Southern hospitality is the real deal. Love oh, it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was so I used to live in Las Vegas before Florida, and I was driving across to move here, stop in New Orleans because my uh, buddy was going to medical school there. Went to the Saints game. You know, I was like used to Las Vegas prices and stuff. We went to some dive bar. I was like, oh, like kind of a vodka soda or whatever. I'm expecting to be like, you know, 15, 20 bucks like it is in Vegas. The guy like whips it out and it was like $4 or something. I was like, damn, like, you know, yeah. round on me for all these. Oh, it looks guys. like I'm having nine of these then. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I just looked on our book. Yeah, dude. Saints, Saints to have the most wins is like 19 to one. And our book gives shit odds. So. If that's mm. out there anywhere, people could probably get better than that. Is I mean, that maybe the NFL? AFL. Well, that's all NFL. Unfortunately, yeah. that's not NFC. No, but like, hey, maybe that. if if the AFC cannibalizes each other and all those teams are really good and it's tough for those. I mean, could the Saints go 13 and 4, 14 and 3? Dude, if the NFC just... is a joke and the division's a joke. I mean, that is that I, crazy? I think Mitch I mean... brought up a great point too with uh, everybody shits on Derek Carr, but Dude, how dysfunctional are the fucking Las Vegas Raiders slash Oakland Raiders when he was there? Like, I mean, he's dealing with the yeah. shit defense, shitty draft picks, fucking dudes getting arrested left and right, all the, killing motherfuckers, and he's just the only guy that's there every fucking game except for when he broke his ankle in the playoff game. That was it. He was there right. every fucking game, and everybody shits on him, and it fucking pisses me off because he's a good – he's not a great quarterback, but he's he's above average, I think. Exactly. Yeah. I and mean, that's their one year removed from that version of Derek Carr. And, you know, that was a disaster season. And then, you know, they brought in Basaccia and this guy just managed to get those guys motivated. They won tons of games down the stretch, you know. And so, like, I personally was actually pretty high on Las Vegas last year. You know, they brought in Adams. I thought they had a really strong receiving core. But I, I overestimated Josh McDaniels. I've always hated him. I thought he was a disaster in Denver should have never gotten another job. And that guy stunk it up. They gave him the keys of the Mercedes and he just crashed it, losing to like Baker Mayfield and like a makeshift Rams team. Like the guy's an absolute clown. I heard an interesting <laughs> thing today. Like if your book offers it first coach to potentially be fired this year. That would easily be the guy to circle. I think. Don't hate that. Okay. But how about this? Could you say the same about Dennis Allen to some degree? 
No, I think Dennis Allen's kind of a different beast. You know, I mean, if you're thrust in having a guy like Dalton to take over the reins, you know, and then it was obviously Jameis who, you know, obviously fan favorites here, but around the league, Jameis is pretty inconsistent. Like not a, you know, uh, not a hundred percent, the guy you want to go with. I think if you stack them up, most teams are taking Derek Carr. So you've got Derek Carr, you got all the weapons there, you know, Michael Thomas, right? Slant boy. He's apparently supposed to be healthy this year. He's going to go out and play. If that works, I think they're really solid. I mean, yes, there is a case. He's, he's not safe. You know, there's going to be some coaches that are completely safe, untouchable, either because they're massive winners or because they're in year one and they could lose all 17 games. And it wouldn't matter because they're still kind of owed year two. He's, yeah, he's in the middle of where it could be dangerous. I mean, the Saints come out based on all these things I said, right, and somehow have a beyond disaster season. Like, they place, like, third or second in division. Like, what are they, like a seven-win team? That I think they would obviously have those conversations. But still, in year two, it's a little tricky to get there, but I definitely get the angle. Get in there, Chris. How? What do you think about this, some of the Saints vibes coming in here? Well, I think, yeah, that's, I'm sad that you were a day late and a dollar short on them, Matt, but um, I apologize. But we'll have a nice golf round and I'll nice buy time. some beers. But I just want to know, Mitch, why not, if, if, if we're talking, you know, maybe 12, 13 wins or something crazy, like they might get the one seed or, you know, make a playoff run. I mean, nine and a half at even money I'm looking at right now. I mean, what what you're saying, you're not messing with that? You didn't touch that? I mean, I just, it's like- actually not really the win total. It's more like I'm not a huge win total bet guy. It's either for me it's going to be week-to-week spreads or it's going to be futures where you can get like a kind of a plus chunk on it. Just as the whole idea like a win total for me personally. Of like I'll, I think if I had to play that, I would go over. Just makes sense, you know, in fact, from these win totals like – Yes, you get the even, but you're going to wait the whole season to get that on an even money bet. That's like not just personally, not my favorite thing in the world. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking through their schedule right now. I definitely get the angle. Like they play horrible teams all season. And even the good right. teams they can play, they could win in the right week. Like the only one I see where it's like they probably lose is Jacksonville. But other than that, it's like it's a disgraceful schedule. Like I, this team can easily win 12 games. Well, yeah, because I'm, you know, I know most people like we talk about offshore. We got, I got a guy. I'm just gonna tell them I'll unleash these if they're looking good. I love. I went three and zero. I think on my win totals last year. I don't mind tying up the money because it's kind of credit based. I'll just tell them raise my fucking account. Oh, okay. There you go. Joe already asked me to do that. So, but yeah, um, Saints, baby, let's go. All right. Well, on the other end of the spectrum. There's been some news this week. Uh, one team's win total was actually just lowered. And it was already among the lowest in the league. So we got word that the Arizona Cardinals, Chris, you're going to get an erection from, from what I'm about to say. The Arizona Cardinals win total is now three and a half. They play 17 games in the NFL now. Three and a half is your win total. This team is projected to be complete and utter dog shit. Chris, they are going to be on your poopy list every single week. You're Mr. Poop. You're Mr. Hazmat Suit. How dirty is it going to be to have to be on Arizona anytime this season? I mean, that's all you're hearing. I mean, that's all follow the money talked about this morning. They're saying, man, they, they just, I think Polly took under four and a half or something. He's goes, how is this team going to win five? So he got it before the move, but 
I mean, but then Mitch made a good point. Uh, Mitch Moss said he doesn't know about fading them necessarily week to week just because they used to be in the favorite role. And now they're going to, you know, last year with Kyler being healthy and they were, and they were coming off a great season the year before a playoff season. Now they're going to be in the role of dog every time. So are you going to be willing to lay seven, eight, nine, ten against them every week? But um, very interesting. Yeah. The, the, you know, to see when these teams have such a low win total and we know that these teams are scrappy, but everyone's saying tank for everyone's saying they've got, they can tank, get the number one. And then don't they have the number two? So they're thinking they'll have number one and two rebuild with Caleb. I mean, that's the narrative, Matt, going into the season. So. Well, what are they going to do with Kyler? They got to trade his ass or what? Yeah, I guess to see what they can get for him. <clears throat> trade like you're trading him on his bottom value here when he's coming off the nuked leg. That doesn't make Teams a lot do of sense. That. Mm-hmm. I know. Look yeah. at your your Niners. That, that was the lowest Niners possible value. So, what do you what do you think, yeah. Joe? Cardinal. I mean, what do you do with the team that's projected to be this scummy? Do you wait and see? What do you what do we do with this? Maybe it was a blessing in disguise because I was asking uh, Joey Cheese the other day if his offshore book had uh, alt over like five and a half, if I could get like some juice there or some not some fucking good plus money there. But and he said no, which is probably a good thing because I was going to hammer it. Now I'm just going to wait until the night before the first game and fire over whatever I can get. Like over five and a half, like plus 200. Give me that. So two things. And then, Mitch, I want your take on Arizona, if you're even willing to touch them. So this is from this is from Clev T.A. He said, since 2000, teams with a new head coach and a win total of five and a half or less are 14 and seven to the over. And they go over by an average of 1.3 wins. So that's out there. And then today, Ben Fox said, since 1989, only two NFL teams have ever had a season win total this low. It was the expansion Panthers and Jags in 1995. Both had an over-under of three, and both went, take a wild guess, Chris. Uh, six? They both went over. They both went over. Yeah. So. I mean, you said follow the money, talked about it all morning. That's going to be the popular play, right? Oh, my God, they're going to be the worst team in the league. They have to go under, right? Yeah. Just like the Dolphins a couple years ago, right? Yeah, tanking, right? It might go winless. The ESPN countdown guys were crying because it wasn't fair to the players. And what what didn't that total get down to, like, one or something, and they rattled off, like, three at the end or four at the end? It was like, they might go winless. Mitch, can you touch this team? The Cardinals? So, the Cardinals suck. There's nothing redeemable about the Cardinals right now. I know they just traded what's-his-face, uh, Isaiah Simmons, right, the Giants. Like, Kyler's the only thing I really like, and I, I think his days there are definitely numbered. I don't think he's going to play at all this season. Like, even if he's, like, 50-50, why is he going to walk out there and damage his career potentially? And you look to their schedule, like <sighs> – they play like Houston maybe, but like even that, like I like it's on the road at Houston. Like Houston's got far more redeeming players and coaching staff. I think it's new coach. They're like, we need to hit rock bottom as hard as we can, which I actually respect. I think is a good strategy in the modern NFL. Like too many teams end up in like the middling world where it's just they're not going up or down. Like you're saying, so they have the first two picks, like 
you roll out, you don't even have to be good next year, but you get, you know, Caleb Williams, you bring in like Marvin Harrison Jr. too, like kind of like the Bengals did. Then you're like one year away, especially in like a dicey NFC from being really good. There's really limited incentive for the cards to win games here. I know the, the only case I can really make is like, you know, new coach obviously wants to prove himself in some situations. And, you know, these are NFL guys who are competing for their roster spots, so on and so forth. But it's dicey. There's very few games I like on this. Like, I would lean under the three and a half there. I think even all like under two and a half has a little value to it, too. Like, these guys suck. And but, you know, to be optimistic, I think it makes sense to suck here and kind of look at them from a week-to-week standpoint, you know, they're going to have crazy numbers. Like, the NFL is always very cautious about going too, too big on a spread because, yes, at the end of the day, these are NFL guys. They're very capable week-to-week. But, like, you know, they're going to be, like, 11-point dogs, 12-point dogs. I bet when you look at back at them the whole season, they're going to be, like, alarmingly decent against the spread. Like, it'll be, like, you know, 8-9 and or something. You'll be like, whoa, like, you know, I never really bet the Cardinals week-to-week because no one – wants it but i've seen it with like these garbage teams like they get such ridiculous numbers that it like makes it like almost hard to like fail to cover some weeks so i think there maybe is some week-to-week value if you see a really fat number like especially something you can't even comprehend like going to put your real money on like that's probably a pretty good bet that week if I have double digits yeah like well, Give it to nfl me. double digits is just rare to begin with but i imagine they're gonna have like 10 games on here that are double digits i know like a Trying to think like the biggest spreads they've done now. I think they did like a 23 one time and that didn't even cover. And it was like, you know, I think it was a couple they did years a 17 ago. last year, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? 17 I think you're fat. right, Joe. Yeah, I feel like you're right. I don't remember who, but I feel like 17, maybe it was a like Houston or something. Yeah. It's fine. Those are spooky <laughs> numbers, but it's a lot of points, you know. And sometimes if the game's just slow, like, you know, say you get to halftime, it's weird and it's like nine to three or something, like a lot of points towards the end yeah. sometimes teams are just like all right like it's the cards we're not going to kill ourselves over this like we're going to kind of run it out late and they'll cover like i'm i'm telling you they're going to be like closer to 500 against the spread than we think yeah people are going to be like one just like assuming like oh they'll play san francisco or whatever and san francisco is going to run away four touchdowns and it's probably just not going to happen hey well they beat the niners last year right 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 i don't think they did last year i think was it or no? Two, two years, years ago, right? Like, two years two ago, years. the Niners went six and zero last year. Yeah, Scott How, Mitch, but, Colt McCoy, what number? <laughs> what number would you have to get to bet them to go winless? Ooh. Oh man. Well, let me do the math on it. Like, so they uh, like under two and a half, roughly. What did someone take already? Under two and a half is like plus three hundred. Yeah, it's right around plus 300. But the thing is, like, as you keep moving down, the games become kind of more expensive. It's just like, you know, then it becomes like the the world of random has higher value. So it's like, my guess is winless is like. It's got to be at least 21, right? Is there a price on it? Has anyone done it? Well, I I see it. There's a prop bet usually that says, um, will somebody go winless? Exactly. 16 to 1 to go winless. Arizona Cardinals 0. Yeah. 16 to 1. I, That's ridiculous. I mean, if you want to throw a dart, it's not the worst thing in the world. Teams go winless in the NFL. We've seen it before. Like, some of these teams suck. Years ago, and, like, Browns. Yeah. Browns, like, Lions. Through the parade. Teams, the perfect good, season. teams are more likely to go winless than they are to win the whole uh, season undefeated, right? So, takes less effort for sure. 
Someone on I don't know what the sports book was, but they posted that someone took got twenty nine to one on. Uh, That's a great oh, wow. price. I'd hammer that. I'd hammer that. And then there's. I feel like that'd guy. be a fun one too. I mean, you just like you said, just embrace being dog shit. Like endure one year of being scum to set yourself up for maybe the next fifteen years, right? Like yeah. if this quarterback is actually legit. It's so worth it. I'm dude. The NFL is a quarterback league, like and the time scale of like how long owners and franchise are willing to be patient with some of these guys is like sometimes under two years. Like you got to have the guy, the head coach to go with him, potentially receiver one, like within a year. And then like be going from there and basically well, that, building that very team did that. I mean, they drafted that dickhead from Bosco high school and then <laughs> nuked him after the first year for Kyler. So <laughs> they're oh, very new to that. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. yeah hey, but it's going to be. You know, you, you can miss on quarterbacks, though. It happens. Like, that's why you got to do it some serious due diligence. This is going to be a hilarious segment to go back to when the Cardinals win five games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, real, when, they, when they beat Washington week one outright. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe cashes his plus 350 over four and a half yeah. ticket. Yeah. See, yeah, I mean, that's, a good, about that's a good point, Mitch. Like you said, like, why don't people do it more? We could literally say it's a, a coin flip. Like, what if you're going to tank and get a good, you know, first round, oh, like Jamarcus Russell and shit. Like, you're going to tank for the guy that's hot shit, and then he ends up busting. Now you just tanked, and now you're fucked again. So, very Yeah. I mean, there are guys, that's though, true. who are like, I don't know what they call them, like, unbelievable prospects like can't miss dudes basically like you know there's a there once every few years like it's like a Andrew Luck. I think Warren. Trevor Lawrence was like yep. that like uh Joe Taylor, Burrow maybe a little bit less to some extent but like Manning the way that Manning was well they actually had him tied up with uh, Ryan Leaf at Johnny time, Manziel so no, Manziel was not that. Manziel wasn't even the best quarterback on the board and they I'm jumped for him like nonsense nonsense <laughs> No, they, they talk about this kid like he's exceptional, and I don't know. I think in the modern NFL, it's like, would you rather be mediocre or, or you know, take the full home run shot and get the guy who can win you games for the next 10 years, right? Yeah. Fair point. Or you could just draft right, him in the seventh round, like Purdy. Yeah, with had, the, well, with that's quite literally the last pick. The Niners <laughs> are the only team that can win without, like, exceptionally great quarterback play. <laughs> give yeah. us another one mitch so you talked about the saints being maybe like hey we're there's some value here how about one that you think might be overrated anybody you think is just people oh, are yeah. way too high on let me pick something that makes sense um way too high on jets Ah. Uh, Jets is tricky because I actually think the Jets are pretty talented, but uh, they might be off to a slow start. Like we've seen it in the past, kind of sometimes a new quarterback moves to a new team and it just, it takes a little bit to get going. They do have Nathaniel Hackett who's been with Rodgers before, so it might be a shortened phase of that. And obviously, you know, it's just the AFC stuff like that, especially AFC East is tricky because it's like, you know, you're going to play beasts all year long even like like i, I don't want to do i have to do another underrated team but like i, I kind of like new england going in this year because everyone's just kind of like written wow. them off and i think they've got a little so all right i, I can rant on that real quick because i think it's yeah, kind no, of do a it, idea 
So do it, Mac Jones, yeah, right? People, yeah, no one's talking people, about them. People hate Mac Jones, and I think it's extremely unwarranted at this point, just because this guy was thrown into a shithole situation. Obviously, he had Belichick, but they throw him out there and like name any functional receivers that uh, the Pats have had. It's literally all dog shit, all dog shit receivers, and then they have cycling offensive coordinators, which is like amazing for a rookie quarterback, right? I'm not saying the kid's exceptional, but like if you want to fuck a kid up right out of school, a kid who won the national championship, like, and not only that, you know, talk a little college football, that Alabama team had like the least friction of any Alabama team I've seen. They cruised the whole season, whooped everyone's ass, you know, wire to wire. Kid was Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver. Yep, couldn't – you know, they played Ohio State in the national championship. Ohio State couldn't even graze this kid. I don't remember exactly what his numbers were, but the kid, you know, he's playing a league above them the entire game, whooped them. And so here's the situation with New England, right? They brought in Bill O'Brien, who I think is a really functional OC for this kid. Alabama ties, Patriots ties, makes a lot of sense there. And now you look at kind of the weapons they have too. Zeke, not great. Might have some moments, but I don't hate the signing. Or wait, no, they no, they signed him right because he was cut. And then here's the thing: receiver Devonte Parker. They gave him an extension because they liked him. They they saw some things that were good. We've seen Devonte Parker play well in previous seasons. I mean, you know, it's a little bit going back, but the guy is very capable. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, a functional receiver, been good on multiple teams. You know, so you know, as goofy as this sounds, like Parker and Smith Schuster and who's a, is a Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith there. Like that's the best receiving core Matt Jones has had with his best OC now. Like, and you know, everyone's writing them off because the rest of the AFC East is like, you know, all oh, these teams are all capable of winning the Super Bowl, but it's like you might get some very generous prices throughout the season or spreads with the Patriots, home especially dog. going to be home dogs. like in the yeah. cold. They're gonna be home dogs, Belichick, potentially snowy, you know. Maybe they can run the ball pretty well. Like, you know, Matt Jones' strength is basically kind of just more so short passing at this point to intermediate passing, which is really good for kind of New England weather. I think there's definitely a case for Pats. You know, like you guys said, like, people aren't talking about him because it's obvious. Well, we've got no Buffalo, one. we got the Jets, we got Miami. Like, I would not be that surprised if the Pats went like three and three in the AFC East alone. Like, I don't think it's that's completely that's not, yeah. out of the realm. Like, they're, they're they're like, could they split with the Bills? Maybe. Could they split with the Jets? Maybe. Could they split with the Finns? Maybe. Like, they're not like completely dead in all these games. Like, so I think there is a case on the Patriots kind of this year. I know to just do another quick underrated one. It's not bad. Bill O'Brien, all-time butt-chin guy, too. So, yeah, oh, yeah. We got a real good fact, one. We got to factor Counts that for in. something. Yeah. No, that's interesting because you're right, Mitch. I have not heard one person in the entire summer make a case for Pats to go over their win total. Everybody's burying them. Last place, they're dead. Hardest schedule in the league. They're going to win five games. That's all I've heard all summer Think about, about this Think about this, team. too. They're a one-year-removed playoff team. Right. Yeah. So it was like, how destructive could last year have been to be that far away? You know, the NFL has so much regression in betting. Like, you know, you're really high. You're likely to come down the next year. We're really bad. You're likely to come up, you know, Patriots. I think there's definitely a case like a sneaky pick would be like, I don't know what the price is right now, but Pats to make the playoffs. I'm sure it's plus money. Like it might be well over two. 
Oh, it's gonna like, be yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be well. The thing is, it's like some of these aren't a little different now. Cause it's like you know, obviously we're doing the seventeen playoff format, right? But it's like I don't know. I I think there is a validity to the Patriots this year. Their D is supposed to be really good too, and you can have yes, they have questions on offense for sure, but their D is supposed to be legit, and and we've seen. Time and time again, that if you at least have that, you're going to be in games. So any of these inflated spreads against them, I know on our show, I, I can guarantee Chris is going to be looking at them quite a bit. And I think some of the other dads too. So yeah, that's that's an interesting Plus one. four and a half week one. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, that's dude. something like at home against the Eagles. Like, could you see on the right week, like, especially the Eagles, like, you know, didn't play a tough, tough schedule this year. It's week one. Things are a little rusty. You can get to the fourth quarter and somehow like New England's up three or something. Then you got that plus four and a half at home. And you're like, oh, geez, like we're cooking now, right? Dude, every square, every every single person in the history of the world is going to be on the Eagles in that game. Oh, the, it's gonna the be... books are not going to write a fucking ticket on the Patriots. No. And not only that, it's going to be a parlay. Like they're going to grab oh, know, God. Eagles, Eagles yeah. money line, save the parlay. We're going to throw it in all kinds. They're going to tease through zero, and because it's just you know it's the easiest. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm time. getting points. Like they can lose, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's just simply no way that loses. No, no. <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a team we had not talked about on our show all month. I don't think there was one mention of the Patriots. So. It's good to find those teams that absolutely nobody's talking about. Uh, how about how about the other way? How about one that's getting too much love? I know Joe. Yeah, I know. I've been lightly dumb, scrolling, you know. like thinking for that. I'm like, I usually don't think as like kind of a hater, but like, uh, be a hater. That's second. what we like. Let me, let me pour it. Like if I did shit. like hammer against the, the team right now. Okay. <clears throat> So, team I really like, team that's burned me so many times, I bet against them. I really try not to, but they're in a tough spot, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be starting the season again with Joe Burrow missing the entire preseason. They started very slow last year when it happened, and their division is beast. Their division is potentially, you know, maybe the best in football. Baltimore much improved. Uh Cleveland is like, I mean, Cleveland, I think, is wildly underrated, has huge upside. Doesn't mean their season can't be an absolute dump. But, you know, these are all, you're not getting any freebies in the AFC North. And, you know, Pittsburgh's tough. They, Kenny Pickett's been, you know, shining in preseason. Obviously, it's Tomlin. They got TJ Watt, maybe the best defensive player in all of football right now. We're used to the Bengals just mentally because it's like, oh, every year they're going to probably be in the AFC Championship, so on and so forth. It's just tough. It's tough to consistently repeat that. Burrow's significantly better than the other quarterbacks in that division. There's no denying that. But, like, they're going to have a super inflated win total, I'm sure, and – I kind of think – I'm not saying they're overrated. I just think they're mispriced, if that makes sense. I, th You know, Bengals could easily win the Super Bowl this year, but I think the path to it is bumpier than it's ever been. And even look at just the playoff game last year when they had Baltimore at home, struggled against the backup. Baltimore is going to play with Lamar this year and have, for the first time ever, really respectable receiving core there with, you know, it's Odell and that Flowers kid. And then, you know, obviously uh, Andrews. So Baltimore is a tough outing. All of those are tough outings, you know. 
And I'm sure, you know, Bengals are favorites to win the division, right? It's like a team that kind of like a favorite I would want to stay away from. That's my thought process there. Yeah, we got to think, too, that Deshaun Watson might come back from his, uh, you know, table showers. We'll see what happens. Oh, I mean, this is he's got a full offseason. I remember they hit him with the big suspension. Second year with the team, like Cleveland sound. They run the ball well. They have a very good defense. Like, I mean, coaching's always dicey there, but still, they're going to be in a lot of these games because they're making shortened games, you know, defense running. Watson's a playmaker. There was a time where we widely accepted him as one of, you know, if not the best quarterback in all of football. Like, given time to ease back into that, you know, Cooper's a great receiver. A lot of Cleveland makes sense. Like, yeah. So we're. <clears throat> Yeah, Dude, yeah, I, and I I love it. I'm on under 11 and a half. I for your same reason, the division. I just think regret, like you just said, we love here at Fade You to play that regression. If a team went way too high the year before, or way too low, you know, and uh, I think Browns are live week one. I'm going to take them for sure. Probably be in a contest plus one and a half, stinky line, little baby home dog for the, and then maybe they go to home and the Ravens knock them off and they start off zero and two. Who knows? So. We'll yeah, see. it's an awesome teaser spot, too. So it's like you can get them up to, you know, through key numbers at home, like division opponent. Like if you really need one to add to – if you're doing those, really good spot. Brown cog. Yeah, yeah I heard I heard teaser just free money. Like those don't lose, right? They just it's don't, like yeah. Vegas just hands never out. Lose. No, yeah. no, no, no. These I teasers, did. you know, they're deceptive, but like – there are teasers that are obviously more valuable than others. Right. Like, you know, when you get through key numbers, like from like an eight down to a two or seven to a one or like a one and a half up to a seven and a half, those, those, those add up over time. If you play enough of those, you are getting more than like, what are teasers typically like a two legs, like minus two sixty? like you're potentially getting slightly better odd edge on that. So if you're really disciplined about it and doing it all season, I think you will do pretty well. What are they what called do you mean? when you go through the seven and the, the key numbers? What's that they called? So oh. like, uh, the Wong tease, yeah. So they started Wong, off really bad. I know Kelly, you know, shout out to our mom, KIV. And then, but I did sit down next to JM, John Murray, Westgate, shout out. I asked him, do sharps do teasers? Because I was like, I don't fuck with teasers that much. And he goes, yeah, they actually will. He said, they'll do they'll do uh, some uh, correlated parlays and teasers. So I said, okay. So they do pick their spots. Um, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> That's not going to stop you from shitting on him every time you hear about one, Chris. Oh, yeah. you're, you're not when, a teaser when, guy. When someone says, oh, I lost my teaser, I'd be like, oh, shocker. They're called fucking teasers. <laughs> yeah, yeah Vegas says, Here, here's seven points, least. and you're still going to fucking lose. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. People are throwing, like, everything under the sun. And, you know, if you're going to do a 10-leg teaser, like, books love that. It's like, odds. <laughs> like, something's oh, going to get fucked up. All they're basically asking for in a teaser, too, is, the bet's like, does one funky play happen? Like, you know, pick yep. six, boom, there goes the teaser. Like, kick return, touchdown, boom, there goes the teaser. The odds of those happening are, like, much better than not. I like the one that Follow the Money talks about, the reverse teasers. So, say instead of getting Browns plus seven, you lay the seven. They said those pay the shit. And that happened I mean, in the NFL. We know that shit happens all the time, too. <clears throat> you give points away. Yeah, you give instead of get extra, you give them, and it's like, you know, we, we see it all the time where, like you said, Matt, a lot of times the point spread doesn't even come into play. Like, teams getting six, they went out right anyway. So. Five's a dead number anyways. We could just tease through the zero, right? <laughs> <laughs> or up to the 12. Just fucking lay it. Yeah. 
Mitch probably hasn't heard us talk about uh, all this bolt. He did, he's oh, like, yeah. what are these guys talking about? We always say, oh, yeah, I'll tease it from uh, five to plus one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Mitch. I'll have you on in like week four. You're going to be like, holy shit, these guys are fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking forward Mitch, to it. You, you, you did touch on something that I thought was interesting with the Bengals, and this will probably be our last thing. But you mentioned Burrow, no preseason, right? He got hurt. So, mm-hmm. and, and this is kind of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves talking about week one, but is there any thought to betting against teams that don't play anybody in their in the preseason? I mean, no. there's several teams about the league that, that I, I, I don't, don't do any preseason correlation, like zero life. So, to it, none of it me. matters. To, none Not, of it matters. Yeah, I, I've okay. never seen it matter. Like, that's like one of the things that kind of, I like like Pittsburgh this year. But, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you've seen Kenny Pickett. They're scoring touchdowns every time out there. And it's, it is not the same thing. Teams are not showing what they're trying to do. You're just it's, – it's all guys battling for roster spots. I've even heard the NFL has kind of moved away from preseason to kind of really doing their prep during, like, the midweek practices. They just – it's less dangerous. It's more controlled. You can create situations rather than, like, you know, whatever can happen in a – 60 minute like fake football game where you're cycling through starters like I'm, i i think there's value in betting preseason sometimes if you really know what you're doing and you're familiar with roster spots and numbers and stuff but like i think as far as it relates to going from preseason to regular season i think it's nonsense chris joe you guys want i mean you got teams like pittsburgh like mitch no. mentioned that just went went balls out all preseason like they're they were tomlin even said like I think it's important to spar before you get in the ring. Oh god. And you got teams like the Rams and Chargers that didn't play one starter the whole time. Does that doesn't matter? That, I doesn't kinda, matter. Okay. I kind of said I love that the Rams just lost 41 to nothing. I'm gonna be on them week one. Everyone's gonna see what they just saw. They're gonna say they're tanking. I heard the same thing. Today, all I hear is they're gonna be so bad they sold out for the Super Bowl. I'm but the line's going down. It was five and a half, now it's four and a half of it, and I see 70% of the action on the Seahawks. So and uh, we see Harbaugh, though. Harbaugh always balls out. They had the record for the most wins in the preseason, and he's like 6-1 against the spread in week one. So he comes out hot to the season, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Mitch is right. I think I, you know, take it with a grain of salt the preseason. Definitely. All right, good good shit. Mitch, thanks a lot for hanging out with us. That was, that was a good oh, time. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Once again, everybody, we're on Twitter on X at Feiju Sports. Make sure if you catch our YouTube links in the Twitter bio, get on that, subscribe to that. We're going to do more video content this season. And uh, we got a lot coming up this football season, this NFL season. We can't wait. Mitch, just share with everybody where can they find you and where can they find all your stuff? Yeah, so I just post everything on Twitter right now. I mean, everything's free. I shoot these videos a few times a week where I give out my NFL picks, kind of just talk two minutes through what my thought process is. They've been pretty successful the past two years. So like, if you ever want to see it, you know, feel free to follow me on X, X, right? Not Twitter at Mitch Hollywood. Sometimes I post memes that hit and miss too, you know, good content as well. But yeah, that's, that's where all I'm, where I'm at right now. Love Twitter X and, it's a great place to be in the sports betting space. Yeah, dude. Mitch is a great follow. He's a funny guy, sharp dude. He's a good follow of everybody. Mitch, did you go to UConn? Yeah, I did go to UConn. 
Oh, wow. Tell me you had a future on him in the basketball market. I didn't. I didn't. I actually got to the point where, I mean, like, I I am not a college basketball veteran guy, but, like, I got to the point where, you know, I've got tons of boys who went to UConn, and it got to the point, like, I picked against them once in one of the early rounds. I think I had, I think I, I don't remember who it was. I had maybe St. Mary's against them, and UConn, you know, routed, covered every game. And my boys said, you better not fucking pick against, <laughs> pick on them the rest of the tournament. So I had to week in, week out. And I, I'm, I'm a very superstitious guy. It's probably one of my weakest betting habits. But, like, I was like, dude, like, I got to lay, like, my actual unit against UConn every week. So, you know, from there oh out, it was God. like, oh, we got Arkansas, Gonzaga, we got Miami, got San Diego State. And it was like, you know, it's an emotional hedge, but, like, I think it was worth it. You know, it was kind of in some ways buying a championship for my Huskies, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. We'll, we'll have to get into the, some of the superstitions oh, next yeah. time we have you on. That, that'll Let's be a lot a, of fun. We need to just do a superstitions pod. That would be pretty electric. We yeah. do. I 100% agree. They're so the meantime, dicey, too. It's like, what's the risk of me not doing it? It's like, I can't <laughs> risk it, you know? <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. Everybody, make sure you follow Mitch. He's at Mitch Hollywood, like he said. Everybody, tell your friends about our show. We're trying to grow this season, so tell your friends about the Fade You podcast. Share the link with them. Tell them Chris is an idiot, and Joe's just drunk half the time, and actually everybody's drunk half the time, so... Uh, this just guy just has a most of the time poop avatar. What what more could you want? So tell your friends about the fade you podcast. We would appreciate it. Uh, Chris, do we have a college pod tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to come on me, Kmart and Joey cheese. We're going to, uh, do some picks for week one. Oh, also shout out Joe Ranieri. If he's still here, making fun of Chris for drinking Michelob ultras. He just texted me, sent a screenshot. (laughs) I sent it yeah. to the boys. So shout out, Joe, if you're there, you're next. Thanks for the DM, Joe. Love you. We love you, Joe. We, we appreciate you hanging out and listening and following along. And we appreciate everybody who's out there following the Fade You podcast. We will see you guys tomorrow for week one college. Be here. And then next week, baby, we're previewing NFL week one. We can't wait. Chris, what happens sometimes when you bet on poop? You take scooball. And the Tigers, they're down 4 nothing to the Yankees. Sometimes it happens. Sorry, guys. Ride Den. Ride Den, <laughs> baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is Fade You.